It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is at the United Center and will join us shortly. The Hawks lose 3-2 in the shootout to the Montreal Canadiens in a pretty good game. And guess who got the game-winning goal in the shootout? That's right, one Kirby Doc. Never heard of him. Yeah, the uh, the Kirby Doc revenge game because yeah. the Hawks drafted him too high. Damn you, Black Hawks, for giving me an opportunity to be good and stuff. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Hey, that was your number one star <laughs> of the game for yeah. That's that's just, for only making one play and a goal that won't count on his actual stats. Yeah, so here's a little behind the scenes that, that I know from uh, producing Hawks games. When the when the when the number one star is the guy who scored the game winner, and there's really no other reason for it, that's just the people voting saying like, I don't know, uh, and whoever gets the game winner is number one. It's just like a shrug, like whatever. I don't really yeah. care. Just get this out of my face. Um, and that's definitely what happened because Kirby Doc was pretty much a non-factor. Up until that moment. But this is not going to be a back on Kirby Doc episode. I like Kirby Doc. I hope he does well. He's doing well in Montreal. Yeah. My, um, my only thing about the whole Kirby Doc thing. Yes. Is like everybody wants to like dunk on the Blackhawks because Doc, Doc is off to a really good start in Montreal. It's like, well, how about we wait till Frank Nazar gets to the NHL before we decide that right. the Canadians, sh- you know, rob the Blackhawks. And we're. 21 game stretch like let's see where we're at you know in february january let's let it let's let it play out frank nazar won't even be in the nhl for another two seasons how about we let him get here and maybe get two or three years of what he can do before we say hey the montreal Canadiens totally ripped off the chicago blackhawks i don't i think when it's all said and done might be one of those trades that worked out really well for both teams you also yes you have to you also have to consider that What's working for Kirby Doc in Montreal probably would not have worked here. He was vocal. He was one of those guys who had to delete social media and completely tune out because all the pressure was getting to him. Whatever happened for him in Montreal, great, and I'm happy for him. Like, really, he's a really good kid, and he tried hard, and just things didn't work out for him here. Playing on a line with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield will help anybody in the stats line, especially when both of those guys are shooting over 20% at the same time. But this concept of Doc getting revenge, they overdrafted him. They rushed him to the league. They gave him every opportunity to succeed, aside from a decent coach, and 
it didn't work out. I don't know what he'd be mad at the Hawks for. Anyway, let's get into this game. And so the Hawks lose 3-2 in the shootout. They're down uh, 2-1 for a, a lot of the game. I, there's one guy who, if I'm going to point the finger at in this one, it's Jonathan Taves. Two boneheaded mistakes by him. You know, one cost them the lead, right? Or the tie. The Hawks score a goal. Caleb Jones gets his first goal of the year on a really nice shot. Uh, it's 1-1. Moments later, Taves takes a slashing penalty. Moments after that, Montreal takes a 2-1 lead. The Hawks come back. Patrick Kane gets a point shot. Taylor Radish puts the puck in the back of the net. The game is tied. You get to overtime. Now, Athanasiu and Domi are to blame for this too because they got caught up ice. They took an extra, um, I don't know what you call it, like an extra rush that they shouldn't have. They should have changed. They At least didn't. Domi should have. Yeah. Well, Athanasiu was out of gas when he had a partial break. He was trying to make it in, and Domi followed behind him for some reason. He yeah. should have jumped off Domi's the bench go. at that point. Yeah. Like, so, no awareness. So Taves's, the, Taves' error there is he jumps on too soon. Then he gets, a, well, the team gets a too-many-men penalty. Montreal gets a power play. So there's two minutes of a five-minute overtime where at three-on-three, three, you were looking pretty good. You had some some scoring chances. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to defend a four-on-three in which Montreal has the puck in his zone almost the entire time. Didn't really generate too much, but no, they were in the it zone. It was kind of Caulfield and Doc just kept passing yeah, back and forth. Back and forth. It's like, hey, that's fine. You don't want to take a shot in overtime. I, I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, But it costs you two minutes of... A, 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 a hockey that is designed to give you yeah. a ton of scoring chances. So two bad penal- two bad plays from Taves. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. Um, again, there's a lot of blame to go around. You know, Arvid Soder- Soderblom not stopping a single shot in the shootout is not great. Um, but look, you probably don't get to overtime in the shootout without him anyway. True. He made several spectacular his, saves his, in this his, game. His glove hand... Uh, brought its A game today. Quite a few good, great gloves, uh, say, especially moving from right to left. He was able to snag a couple of, there was, uh, I think it was a Josh Anderson chance early in the game. Mm-hmm. Made a cross, made a great save. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Arvid Soderblom. He, he's got that makeup of an NHL goalie. You know, he doesn't seem to get razzled out there. I know we've made the comparison before, but he's, Reminds me so much of Corey Crawford yeah. in the crease. He's just so calm, no wasted movement, and just, you know, even when he gives up a goal, he seems to just bounce back, and then the next time he's challenged, he's there to make a save. Yeah, I, I agree. And the personality, too, just real calm. Um, you said it. He doesn't get rattled. He seems to move on pretty well from when things go wrong. Um Look, he, he's probably not ready to be a number one in the NHL right now, and ideally, and the Hawks would prefer this too, if Stalock was healthy, he'd be getting the bulk of his starts in Rockford yeah. and uh, and and maybe start look to join a team maybe next year or beyond. But uh, when he's in net, I'm not worried about the goalie situation at all. And I think he's kind of the one Hawks goalie I can say that about. Mrazek, he's been up and down. There have been those games where you're like, wow, Mrazek's really keeping him in. And then for whatever reason, towards the end, he runs out of gas. Mrazek's biggest issue for me this year is he's been really solid on first shots. He just gives up too many second and third shots by giving up rebounds. That's been his biggest issue for me. He's, he's you know, just too many rebounds into the middle of the ice for Mrazek, and it's gotten him in trouble. And Staylock, you know, we haven't seen him in a while, but, you know, 
he makes me itchy anytime the puck oh, is in the zone. Terrifying. He's been getting the job done uh, before getting injured. But man, every time you're just like, what do you do? Okay, he made the save. All right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, Soderbloom is the like, he's he's the least uh, vomit-inducing goalie. Like when the puck is in the zone, like you don't get nervous. Um, do they have like a post-game like uh, re- wrestling belt for that? Like the, you have won the least vomit-inducing goalie of the game. Yeah, it's uh, congratulations, Arvin. Uh, it wouldn't be a bucket. Um, because that would be if you won the most vomit-inducing. That's goal, true. Get a bucket, the golden bucket. Would be maybe a bag of sawdust. Maybe like the cleanup yeah. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, look. This is this. I feel like we could just record this post-game show and just change the name of the opponent. The Hawks. They played pretty well. They competed really hard. They battled back from a deficit. And at the end of the day, they lost. Yeah, it is the you know Copy second verse, same as the first. Yep, it's the same thing all the time with this team. And look, it was an entertaining game. And and as you look at kind of the final numbers here, um, the Hawks led in shot attempts. They had fifty-eight to forty-eight. They led in shots on goal, thirty-two to twenty-four. Five on five scoring chances were seventeen sixteen Montreal. High danger chances at five on five were nine to seven in favor of Montreal. Very very even game. And when you look at the Canadians, you're probably looking at what the Hawks might look like in a year or two where some other prospects are coming up, right? Like they've got Caulfield, they've got maybe three years is probably a little more accurate. Yeah, and once you start getting some of the younger guys in, yeah. I could say, I mean, Canadians, the the talent gap between these two teams, not as wide as we've seen in other right. matchups, not as wide, you know, as we saw against Dallas or oh, Boston, yeah. or, you know, whoever the last few opponents have been. But it's still enough. But the, the game was winnable, for sure. Yeah. But just, but you saw the Hawks making a lot of the same mistakes, a lot of, of bad turnovers, a lot of giveaways. But the but the Canadians were just as guilty as that. There were a lot of giveaways there. The the Hawks' first goal, the Caleb goal, uh, Jones' goal, was a product of, yeah. uh, 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 of a giveaway, um, you know, deep in their own zone. So... Um, yeah, I, that's a very good analogy, Jay, with the, this, this could be what the Hawks are in two years, you know, uh, it just, it's, it's crazy when you, when you look at the trajectory of the Montreal Canadiens, they were in the Stanley cup final two years ago. Crazy. Granted that was, you know, kind of a weird season Smoke and, and, mirrors, and, yeah. and they had, you know, a, a goalie go crazy and they go from Stanley Cup final to number one overall yeah. pick. <laughs> and now they're a team that maybe can contend for a wild card spot here. If they were in the Western Conference, yeah. I'd say they're a wild card team. Probably. In the East, oof, boy. The yeah, it's East, tough. They're, the, they're, yeah. they're in, a, they're in a, a killer division, too. It's 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 tough for them. But like I, I just think as we start to project ahead, like when the Hawks are good again, if you want to look at an Eastern Conference team to maybe run parallel with them. Montreal might be them. They might they might kind of be good if the if the plan works for the Hawks, right? If these prospects work out and they get a top three this year, yada yada yada. You could see Chicago and Montreal kind of running side by side, kind of like Chicago and Boston did um, yeah. for the for the in the last decade, which would be really really fun. I like Montreal. I like watching them. I don't have any of the uh, annoyance. Uh, from them like I do with the Leafs 
right? Like, well, that's because not every single Montreal Canadiens fan runs a Twitter and makes everything about their team. Well, you know why? They don't have to. They've got 796 Stanley Cups. Yeah. Like, it's... You know what I mean? I, I did get in an argument with a guy on uh, on Twitter today who was... I said, you're allowed to... Jason Dickinson put a big hit on uh, on your eyes, Slavkovsky, and Slavkovsky, Slavkovsky left the game. And, of course, as it is in hockey these days... Every big hit, no matter if it's clean or not, has to be met with a confrontation, a scrum, a scuffle. And the guy said, hey, it's our number one pick. You got to defend him. I'm like, no, dude, skate with your head up. Hitting is allowed in hockey. Yeah. It is, it's part of the game. You put yourself in a vulnerable position, a veteran's going to make you pay. You're at center ice on the boards. You put your stick out and your head down. Someone's going to lay you out. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. That's just how it works. That's a, le- it's a, that's a lesson to be learned for the number one overall pick of the draft. Yep. Uh, don't put yourself in vulnerable positions because most times you're going to wake up, you're going to have to go to the locker room afterwards because your draw has been rearranged. All right, Mario is standing by, so we want to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get 150 back in free bets if they do. Now, I had 75 cents in my DraftKings account today. I said, Kirby Doc, anytime goal scorer, do I win? Damn it! No. What a load of crap. Because that's not... Um, I should know the rules. It's not consi- that, that's <laughs> not a goal in, in, in the actual game. Yeah, you're right. Man, that was $2.20 headed my way. Oh, well. Anyway. Damn you, Kirby Doc. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> the Jade Zawatsky revenge bet coming up next game. Uh, if that wasn't enough excitement, the offer, the great offer, uh, make sure you jump in on those same game parlays. They're so much fun. You can turn a buck into a lot of money if you hit one of those things. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, who might score, how many goals will be scored. Get creative with it because there are a ton of options on DraftKings Sportsbook. You do that, you get an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And if you convert some of those same game parlays into a big payout, you can head over to Game Time and buy yourself some tickets to some sporting events. There, what's more fun than betting on sports is being at the game that you're betting on. That's that That's doubles true. the excitement. Yep. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows ever dreamed and sitting in a seat you never thought you could. Center ice at the United Center, right behind the bench. Well, it's possible with Game Time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal on Chicago Blackhawks tickets this season. Trust me, we were looking uh, up earlier today. Uh, you got a $10 bill in your pocket? That is enough to get you in the building for Hawks and Oilers. It actually has gone down it, since we looked. It's $8 now. $8 to see Connor freaking McDavid. That's, that's a pretty good show right there, a pretty good deal. Uh, so head over to Game Time. You won't find a better deal. Game time is created by the fans for the fans and guarantees the lowest price. If you find a ticket for $7 for that Oilers game, let them know at game time and they'll match (laughs) that price. 
eight bucks to go see Connor McDavid. I'm uh, looking at several pairs of tickets. 326 row 16, 323 row 16, 329 row 16. All of these, two more for $8. That's pretty good deal right there. Damn. Hey, and chances are you buy the $8 tickets in the last row of the 300 level, you'll be able to move around and, and get a better seat. Uh, as obviously the demand is not there for that game. So if you love CHGO, then you'll love game time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. If you're watching live on podcast on uh, YouTube, thank you. Uh, scroll down and uh, first smash that giant thumbs up button. And then just below that, you'll see the link for game time. Or if you're listening to the audio-only versions wherever you consume your podcast, you'll see the link in the podcast description as well. Please click on that, and then go save yourself a ton of money, get a great deal on game time, and then we'll see you at the United Center later this week. Uh, speaking of CHGO, by the way, if you haven't noticed, if you're not on social media, today is Black Friday at the CHGO Locker. Up to 50% off everything in the store, CHGO diehards get an extra 20% on top of that. Remember how we said that diehard membership's going to pay for itself? Yep. This is what we're talking about. Go to the CHGO Locker, chgolocker.com. Take advantage of the savings we got. You spend 75 bucks. you also get a $15 gift card to do that. We've got our Cyber Weekend sale going on. You can see on your screen some of the incredible designs we have. Chances are, if you're watching this podcast you know a diehard C, uh, Chicago sports fan. They probably like the Sox, the Cubs, the Bears, the Bulls, the Blackhawks, the Fire, the Sky, the Red Stars. Did I miss anybody? The Sting, the Blitz, <laughs> the Enforcers. On and on and on, we've got you covered. Okay, sorry. Only the current pro sports teams are covered here at CHGO, but we've got merch for all of them. And then sweet stuff like with our logo, like what I'm wearing right now. This is my favorite one. I have worn it out, and it's only a few months old. I love this shirt. They're so comfy. They're amazing. Go to our Black Friday sale and our Cyber Weekend sale. Save up to 50% off everything in the store at chgolocker.com. And remember, diehards save an extra 20%. That's up to 70% off everything in store. Jump in there, chgolocker.com. And if you're not a diehard yet, all chgo.com. Today is a great day to sign up for that. We need a chgo sting shirt now that you mention it <laughs> chicago sting get a get a red uh, a yellow uh shirt yeah script going i love the sting were fun man indoor soccer yeah. and i went to a bunch of sting soccer camps as a kid i remember there was a guy named batata just a single name batata and he's like you're a good passer i'm like oh thank you batata then i got fat and played football and the rest is history all right let's go out to the united center and let's bring in mario tirabasi let's power up What's up, dude? What do we hear uh, post game from Luke? Hey guys, um, yeah, the the I guess the the word of the day for Luke Richardson was uh, well, words of the day, uh, just a lack of energy. Uh, he said that the the try was there, but the uh, the legs weren't there uh, for the team. Whatever the scenario is, whether it's the the one o'clock start time. The, uh, the amount of games that they've played, games and practices they've had in the last couple of days, uh, maybe too much turkey yesterday, whatever you want to chalk up to. He said that the, uh, the energy level just wasn't there uh, when they needed it uh, to be consistent. And, um, you know, that's, it's another game where they give up the first goal and have to play from behind. Um, it's great to see them muster up a comeback. Um, 
But at the end of the day, Montreal is, is a better team. And uh, Kirby Doc had more fuck you energy in him. So he uh, gets <laughs> well, the shootout winner and the Blackhawks go home. Sad. So it's interesting because yesterday I was a little surprised they chose to practice on Thanksgiving, coming back from a road trip. But then, had they not, the game would have been the first time they skated in two days. So yeah. they kind of had to. With no morning skate today. Right, man. no morning skate for a 1 p.m. puck drop. That's tough. That's a really tough thing yeah. for Luke to balance because you're right. They're playing every other day, right, it seems like, based on our schedule. <laughs> you know, they're playing all the time. And then they get into town. Yesterday's a holiday. They've got a day game. They're kind of stuck in between where are you wearing them out by practicing too much or do you risk them being flat in a day game? Look, I've been watching hockey for almost 30 years, more than that, and day games are always flat. Yeah. It's an, like you make it, you make these guys get off their routines and it's going to be weird. It's going to be slow in that first period was certainly, you yeah. said to me, is this game in slow motion? Yeah, like the first two shifts, yeah. it was like, this is like slow. Like the, no, there's no jump to anybody. It was yeah. not, that was both sides of the ice. It wasn't just the Blackhawks. It was definitely uh, a little slow out there. Uh, there is no Hawks practice tomorrow. So we just got that okay. through. So they will take tomorrow off. And I'm sure there'll be a regular morning skate on Sunday. Yeah, it's probably needed. Yeah, Richardson had said that, Richardson had said that they were going to potentially go lighter tomorrow but looks like they maybe made the official decision to uh not have practice and you know what i i would i would give them you know give them a day off because they didn't get the thanksgiving day off um and then they had to turn around and play quick and and, and have a game this afternoon so yeah i think giving them the day off coming back and and, and playing on sunday um it's probably the best uh best option that, that, that you can do. And, and, and really, you know, we, we talked with uh, Caleb Jones and, and Andres to Tennessee in the uh, Blackhawks locker room after the, sh- after the game. And, you know, it, a fantasy really just seemed, um, I don't want to say, you know, palms up, but it really just seemed like he, he had kind of a, an attitude of like, what else can we do? Um, you know, I, I, I think it's just that the, the effort's there. The, the, the character of this team that we talked about where they don't give up, it's there. Um, I, but also what we talk about a lot is they're just out, they're just out man. The, the talent for talent with most teams is not there. And, and I think that that's kind of what's, what's coming together for the Blackhawks now is that their best efforts on most nights are not going to be better than other teams' best efforts. Sometimes it's not going to be better than other teams' B efforts. So I, I think, you know, this Blackhawks team, they're, they are – really going out there giving 100% every night because they have to to even have a chance in most of these games. So I think that's starting to wear on the guys and and, and probably having a day off, give them a bit of rest uh, is, is a good idea before uh, the final two games of this homestand <clears throat> and then uh, going out on the road. We were joking before you joined us that we can just uh, record this post-game show and just re- overdub the uh, – you know, the opponent's team in the final score. And it's got to be how, based on what you're saying, Anthony CU's reaction was, it's got to feel the same way for those guys. Like, how many times are you going to come in our locker room and ask us, you know, hey, you tried really hard but didn't win. What happened? You know, it's kind of, you know, groundhog day for them as well. That's got to be a little frustrating. Yeah, I asked Anthony CU um, about the starts to games, you know, giving up the – the first goal of the game for the seventh straight game, 16th time this season out of 20 games played. 
And, um, you know, his, his analytics for shrugs per 60 were through the roof. Like he really <laughs> didn't really know exactly. He didn't really know how to answer. It was basically just like, we try, we try to score, but it's just not, uh, not, not, not working for them. I, I, I don't think again, start to starts to games. I don't think are on the coaches to have the players ready. I think it's on the players to be ready to go to know the game plan and, and to be able to implement it right away. I think when you have a start like they did where it was slow, um, you, you and, and most of these games where they're giving up the first goal, sometimes second goal of the game, um, you know, it just, it just seems like the speed and the feet aren't there for the Blackhawks until they're down a goal or two goals. Um, and that can't be the trend. Um, if you want to think of it from a tank season perspective, yeah, that trend was fine. But, you know, if you if you're looking from a from a, you know, the morale of the team perspective, they need to have some of these games where they, you know, get out to the first goal, get out to a one nothing, two nothing lead. Um, Even, you know, even the 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 the, the epic loss against uh, against Dallas, like they gave up the first goal and then came back and then gave up the lead. Like that's that's definitely a, uh, you know, a team morale sucking result. So. Luke Richardson talked about it, about the team just really needing to get a game where they get out to a lead, hold a lead, get a win. If they have to come back, they come back, they hold the lead and get a win. Like they, he talked about just how much this team needs something positive in the win column to hold on to because there's only so much good that you can take away from mounting losses before you really just – it starts to become in one year, out the other because you're not getting wins. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, you know, this game, uh, what, what I don't like about the shootout is it's basically a coin flip, right? Like, okay, you're going to win, you're going to lose some, and it doesn't really determine much. It just is kind of a consolation point. Um, but you look at coming back in this game, coming back late, holding that lead, then sustaining an overtime and killing a penalty in overtime. Those are things that should make you feel good. Those are things that the Hawks should be happy about and proud of as they head into the locker room today. But instead they're looking at a former teammate holding out his ear to the home crowd. And they're like, shit, like again, like we did everything right in this one. We went through the numbers before you jumped on Mario. They let in shots. They let in attempts. They let, you know what I mean? Like they did everything like a said, like, what more do we have to do? And and I've been saying this for weeks, and I know, Mario, you asked Luke at the last uh, practice we were at after the Penguins loss, like, how do you keep positive when even your best effort is not producing results? And they could have very easily folded the tents after that Dallas game. Mario, that's what you and I talked about mainly the other night was this could be one of those things that completely derails the season. But they came out slow. Yes, both teams did because of the afternoon start, but overall played one of their better games of the year. And again, they've got nothing to show for it. And, and how do you, like you said, practice after practice game after game, keep that energy and keep that compete up when they're like, screw it. I could, I could skate as hard as I want until I'm vomiting on the bench and it's not going to mean anything. It's not going to matter. So why should I bother? And now I'm just going to show up and give 75% and coast until the final horn because what's the difference between skating my balls off and losing or half-assing it and losing? Nothing, really. And I, I know I'm being hyperbolic there, but, like, it, no, it's, I, that's it's, a concern. 
it's fair. It's a, it's a, it's a fair, fair concern because, you know, it's, it, it's great that, that their energy, their effort level is, is, isn't wavering at this point, but you got to imagine at some point, if uh, the last three games, really, they've had great efforts at, at times. They haven't had the full 60 minute effort where, you know, they, they get out to the game's lead, they hold the lead, they do the right things well, they don't play not to lose and come away with a win. They haven't had a game. Have they had a game like that all season? No. So it's it's these little spurts of being able to, you know, make a comeback or, you know, kill a big kill a big penalty or, or be able to, to come back from down two goals, three goals, whatever it is. Um, you know, they've had those moments. They just haven't been able to tie it all together into one game, into one effort where you can look back and say everything went our way in at the right time and we were able to come away with it with a positive uh you know full positive outcome i think you know you have to you have to have a game like that at some point and unfortunately for this team the way that they are are built there's not many games on the calendar where you can point to and say oh there's an opportunity to do that this was one of them (laughs) yeah this would have been one of them yeah yeah, this is a team that it seems that it, they need everything to go right to get a win, and you can't have any mistakes cost you, but because of the w- roster construction, there's always going to be those three or four mistakes every night that are, are you spell your doom in the end. You know, we had it tonight, today with the, you know, hey, how about we stop taking penalties right after we score a goal? That'd be nice, you know? Yeah. He did it. Domi put you up 4-1, and then he took the boneheaded penalty, and it all changed after that. You know, it was the Caleb Jones goal, and then within a minute or two later, Jonathan Taves is getting the slashing penalty. Yep. And then they come back, and, and they score there. Like, just stop with the with those are things that are totally avoidable. Yes. It, it's it's one thing if, if the the – it's the talent gap that dictates the play and you just don't have enough speed to keep up with a guy and a bad play happens fine, but it's the self-inflicted wounds that this team cannot afford. And it seems that every game you get at least two of those. And that's the difference when you when you don't have the talent. Yeah. And our, our friend region rev pointed that out in the chat. She said, you know, you can live with, uh, live with those things, but it's the veterans that are making the mistake and that's a mindset thing. And yeah, like, you can't – Jonathan Taves has to be smarter than that. You can't – and look, like, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't – I missed the penalty in real time. I didn't see the replay of it, and I couldn't get my remote DVR working. But it doesn't matter. Don't take a freaking penalty right after you score a goal when Max Domi did it the night – the game before, and it led to a five-goal onslaught by the Stars. Don't let them back yeah. in the game. It's one thing if you got to take a guy down because you got to step on you and you're preventing a prime scoring chance. Yes. Taking exactly. a slashing call in the neutral zone is dumb. Yes. And avoidable. Avoid. Yes, exactly. And when it's the veterans doing it, that gets real frustrating because they're the ones that, you know, there's not so many on this team. Taves, Kane, Jones, Domi, maybe Athanasiu, and McCabe and Murphy are like the ones you should count on to not screw you <laughs> with stupid penalties, right? Like, yes, of course, throughout the course of a game, penalties are going to happen. You're going to, your stick's going to get in the way, whatever. But it, when it seems like it's consistently the veterans, that's that gets real frustrating. If it was Colin Blackwell, 
if it was Jujar Kara, if it was Reese Johnson, you're like, all right, well, they're just not very talented. They don't have the control that these other guys have. These guys have control, and they should know better, and they should be better. And that's the difference between wins and losses. And look, yeah, they killed the penalty in overtime. Great. But if you're not shorthanded for two minutes, maybe you score and win. Yeah, they killed that penalty because right off that first draw, Seth Jones flat out killed about 30 seconds of that penalty by himself. Yes, he did. And then the rest of that penalty was pretty much Caulfield and Doc just playing catch with each other and nobody really taking much of a shot. So they got helped out a little bit there. It's easy to kill penalties when the other team refuses to shoot. Yeah. Who would have thought Kirby Doc wouldn't shoot? Yeah, right. Until, until he's forced to shoot when he's the only person with the puck. He tried to pass a shootout goal. I saw him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – there's just too many times, and, and we saw it last season too, when the Blackhawks would have, you know, penalties after after uh, scoring goals, or or just or allow, you know, allow a, a game tying goal right after they took a lead, like yeah. like the next shift. Like we saw that as a problem last season, and you know, I I, I, I really hope that that trend doesn't stick around any longer because you. Know, Mounting momentum is, is is going to be hard for this team to do. So when they have the opportunities to get a tying goal or get a big moment, don't have a letdown. Don't don't put yourself back onto a penalty kill. Don't don't take yourself out of the game. You know, force the opponent to have to for to to have to put those moments on you. Um, and I, you know, I, I think a lot of the times we're seeing good responses in those moments. But again. Putting yourself in those moments too many times, you're eventually going to, uh, you're eventually going to fail. So the Blackhawks need to do a better job of of, of keeping their heads uh, in in these games. And and I don't want to say that they're necessarily getting out of the getting out of the moments, but I think it's just not being able to respond the right way. Yeah, yeah. It, they took two penalties in the whole game. That's that's normal and acceptable. But it's just like. Um, of course Montreal scored on yeah. the taste penalty. Of course they did. Yeah, it's like you didn't even have to watch it. You should just fast forward until the goal. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's just so predictable. And I think you also have the players feeling that way too. Where as soon as some little bit of controversy happens, like Herb says, you get that tight booty syndrome, and it, it is that that is mental. It's part of the game. You know, yeah. we 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 try to talk. You know. It's sometimes we talk about these guys like they're robots, right? Like it's NHL 23 and well, he's got 89 speed and this guy's got 84 speed. So he's going to win every time. It just doesn't work that way. The mental part of the game plays a role and the more and more of these results they have, the more of a toll it's going to take. And it's going to be the story to watch all year. Aside from what happens at the trade deadline and, and before um, it's going to be, how does this team keep its morale up um, as the losses pile? We've up. been asking that question and, and, now it's, is one of those times. Yeah. It's six in a row. It's, you know, this is your first point in, in a couple of weeks. You know, is that something you can build off of? Hey, at least we got a point this time. Let's, let's you know, the Jets are coming in town Sunday. That's a team that beat you 4 nothing in their building last time you saw them. They're, they're playing a lot better than I think people expected them to, and they, they're a big, strong team that likes to possess the puck. So they're a team that... You go down two nothing to them, 
I don't think you're being able to come back on them. You know, they're they're a veteran team. They've got Connor Hellebuck. Last time I checked, pretty good, good at goal. Yes, uh, he doesn't surrender too many two nothing leads very often. So that's you know we've been putting this theoretical situation out in the universe all b- before the season even started. What happens when they start to lose? Well, that isn't happening now. Yep. And we need to see credit to the Blackhawks, a, a much better response after that disaster in Dallas on Wednesday. They came back and, and, and you know, they, they there was no ill effect of that game. Um, so let's see what happens now Sunday. Another fairly quick turnaround. You got division rival in, in, in town, a, a game you, you – you, you want to win in front of your home fans. So let's see what happens. Let's see that response. God forbid you score the first goal of the game. It is in the rule book. I double-checked it this morning. You are allowed to score the first goal in the game if you are the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I tweeted out earlier, Had you, have you been betting all season on DraftKings Sportsbook for the Blackhawks opponent to score first in every game? You would have an 80% success rate right now. You would have won, (laughs) yeah. You would have won sixteen out of those twenty bets. So uh, I'm sort of just doing it every game, yeah. And then just reversal fortunes. See, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take one for the team, knowing my history of gambling. I will bet (laughs) that the Jets score the first goal of the game Sunday, and you can almost the Blackhawks will score first. I'm going to bet the mortgage on the Hawks winning that game then. It's like me with Jack Johnson. That I heard a Jack Johnson song while on hold with my with my mobile phone provider. I'm like that's a sign from the universe to bet that Jack Johnson scores. He didn't. And then every game <laughs> since he's had like two or three really good scoring chances. Just teasing you. And I say to Greg, "Here he goes. Here it comes. You know it's coming. It's coming." So anyway, all right. Let's get to our uh, I'm a our little depressed that Jack night. Johnson has been delegated to hold music. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big Jack Johnson fan back in the day. Hey man. It's good, relaxing, uh, soulful island hey, tunes. The, the girls liked it when I was in college, so I liked it. You, you know what? Very, very solid, solid move by you. Yep. All right, what were we talking about? Four star. Let's <laughs> That's do it. it. Four stars. All right, the third star of the game was Montreal's Sean Monahan. He had uh, two assists and a very boring lifestyle. <laughs> Uh, he was actually all over the place for the Habs today. Really solid game. Yeah, for that Sean was that Monahan. was Mario and I's fault because we both looked at each other. He got announced in the starting lineup, and Mario and I looked at each other at the same time. And we're like, I forgot he was on Montreal, <laughs> and then we're never going to forget it. Today. He had two points and could have easily had four. He yeah, he was good. Us, yes. Yeah, he showed us. Uh, number two star for the Blackhawks, Taylor Radish, with a goal and two shots on goal, and the number one star of the game, your favorite and mine, Kirby Doc with the shootout winner for the Canadians and Sam Gann and the chat says Doc shouldn't have been booed by the fans. It felt you were there, Mario. It felt more playful, like an acknowledgement that you used to be a Hawk. No, no, I, I have, I was, I was shocked at the, the thunderousness of the booze uh, at the UC. Um, you, I mean, geez, you'd have thought Ryan Kessler was taking a shootout uh, shot. Like it was, it was impressive, uh, in a, in, not in a great way from, from Blackhawks fans. Because, look, the, the point's going to continuously be made uh, in the next couple of hours as we talk about this game and we talk about Kirby Doc's moment in the shootout winner. He, he did not do anything no, no. to deserve 
to be thought of as being like kicked out from the team. Like he was, he was traded. He didn't ask for a trade. He didn't talk, call uh, Chicago, a, 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 you know, a bad town. He didn't badmouth the organization. You know, he wasn't a bad teammate. Like he just, it wasn't working out for him in, in this organization. And more often than not, not his fault that that was, that that was the case. And he's taking advantage of being put into the right situation with the right kind of players in the right role by the Canadians. And lo and behold, he's having a good season. Um, was that going to happen with Luke Richardson and, 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 and this Blackhawks team? I, 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 don't, I don't think so, but maybe. We'll never know. Um, but just the way that he was being handled by the previous front office was 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 they made all the wrong moves and that was and that wasn't Kirby Doc's fault so for the fans to uh, boo him like that as if he had said screw you guys I'm out of here trade me now that was that was not his attitude um, yeah. so it's good to see that you know he is having the season he is in Montreal um, the Blackhawks making that trade probably got two very good players out of it. Um, and if, you know, if you want to say that they lost the trade, sure, in the moment they're losing it, but we got to allow Frank Nazar and Gavin Hayes some time to, you know, develop and start their professional careers before you, you know, all out call this the Blackhawks getting fleeced by Montreal. But if you listen to Canadians Twitter, um, you know, prepare to be dunked on all you want. Well, I mean, that's the natural reaction is, you know, you make it because they were probably like, we gave up a first round pick for Kirby Dot. The guy hasn't done shit in three years. And now he's good. So they're feeling good about it, which is understandable. And they're a good, yeah. young, exciting team. Like, good for them. Great. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it, I was surprised he was booed. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I thought it'd be like a boo, you know, like, well, a, they usually boo everybody in the shootouts, but it was a little intense for Kirby. And I think it's more of not that, like, hey, we hate you because you wanted to get traded, booze. It was more like, damn you, why weren't you this good when you were here, boo? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. Yes. All right. Yeah, sounds, let's, let's do our... Uh, sound, uh, it sounds like the yeah, opposite there, of booze is going on at the United yeah, Center. Are there now. ghosts flying around? Like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, I think there was a, a youth... The youth game might be being played. I, uh, they just... They were... They were uh, the Zambonis were, you know, cleaning the ice... Uh, when I got back up here and I said, huh, that's not usually what's happening. Um, and there looked like there were some parents in the crowd. Uh, and then they started playing Foo Fighters. And I was like, well, I got to get out of here. This is going to be too loud. So I am uh, I'm in the media section, little uh, little food area. Yes. That soup, it's good. I, I recognize those curtains anywhere. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, my four star of the game, Andreas Athanasiu. Uh, I believe this is my second game in a row choosing him. Uh, minus one. That's not good, Jay. Why would you do that? He had 20 minutes of ice time, six shots on goal, two more shot attempts, credited with a hit and a takeaway as well. Here's the deal, though. Here's why I chose him. Twice in this game, he prevented a scoring chance for, uh, for Montreal with a strong back check. I think it's time. We have, we have laughed at his expense several times for being able to pull off these dazzling moves, then fall down or completely miss the net. Uh, but he's been one of the best and most consistent Hawks this year and is proving to be a lot better defensively than we gave him credit for coming into the year. I want to especially recognize his defensive effort in this game. 
Should he have gotten off the ice in overtime? Probably, but he saw he had an opportunity to score. Cool. My bigger issues with Domi not getting off the ice and for Taves jumping on too soon. Uh, but overall, seeing the effort he's putting in defensively has been impressive. And I think, you know, he might be aware of his reputation as well, and he might be trying to change it for himself. This is a show me year for him, just like it is for Domi. He's trying to earn his next contract, be it here or elsewhere. And by back checking hard, it's going to erase a lot of the narratives about his game. So, uh, Andreas Athanasiu with his six shots on goal and two fantastic back checks in this game. Uh, he gets my four star of the game. All right. I'm going to go with a guy that I've picked a couple times in the last few games. Jason Dickinson had another very noticeable game. Uh, 22 shifts. Um, that the only, the only uh, forwards that had more shifts than uh, Dickinson today were Taves and Kane. Who? Uh, yeah, oh, those guys. Yeah. So, uh, and he actually started the overtime too. So, um, that was interesting. Yeah, Dickinson. <laughs> what was it? Dickinson, Dickinson Kara, and Johnson. And Johnson. Yeah. And then, as soon as they got possession of the puck, they all jumped off the ice. But uh, he had the assist on the Caleb Jones goal. Great pass from below the goal line, but it was before even getting the chance to set him up. That is what you get out of Jason Dickinson. He was behind the net. And taking on two Canadian guys caused the turnover. I think it was Joel Edmondson who coughed up the puck behind the net, and he was able to get it quickly out front to Jones for that goal. Uh, 16-25 ice time, three shots on goal, three hits, two takeaways, a block shot, and one 10 of 16 of his faceoffs. So a very solid game for Jason Dickinson. By the way, speaking of faceoffs, real quick, Mario, Taves continues his dominance, one fourteen and lost two. Good lord. That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go pretty ahead. Good. Uh well that leads nicely into my fourth star, who was Jonathan Taylor's at the faceoff dot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um no, I went with uh Arvid Soderbloom. Um just because, you know, he was he was in most part the biggest reason that the the Blackhawks were able to to keep the keep themselves in this game. Um that and a couple of his goalposts helped. But um, you know he had he had a great game. He had a number of uh, really impressive glove saves today, uh, and I think you know without without his performance, this game could have been three nothing, three one, you know four one at, at different times for for the Canadians. So uh, a really solid effort from him. Probably deserved a little bit better uh, than the, than the shootout loss. But I would also like to have seen him make a save in the shootout. Um, but again, there's only so much you can do. Uh, with, uh, with, with, with the team that he's facing. So I think uh, overall a, a good game. He continues to show that he's a pretty solid goaltender that I think the Blackhawks uh, can, can put a little bit more uh, of their eggs in, their, of, in his basket uh, moving forward here with his future. All right, Mario, we'll let you go. We'll let you escape the haunted house uh, and head home, man. Uh, appreciate the hard work. Thanks for uh, being with us, and we'll see you uh Remotely tomorrow. No, we're off tomorrow. No. We're we're off tomorrow. What day is it? Friday. Is it Friday? Friday? I don't Friday. know what freaking day it is anymore. Yeah, right. off, we're off tomorrow. We're back Sunday. Media? I just, you know what? I'm. Tomorrow, days are all the same. Tomorrow's my sweatpants and PlayStation day. I'm not cashing that in for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. We're off tomorrow. Whatever. We'll see you soon. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right, Mario. Thanks, man.
Make sure you're following Mario Tirabasi at Mario underscore Tirabasi <laughs> on the old Twitter machine while it's still around. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take a break here real quick. Remember, everybody, it is uh, Black Friday here at CHGO, and you're going to want to take advantage of these fantastic deals we have going on. Up to 50% everything in store at chgolocker.com. That includes hoodies and shirts. I, I bought a bunch of stuff today because there's a few things I don't have yet, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, so I stocked up. Up to 50% off. If you're a diehard, a CHGO diehard, get an additional 20% off. 50 plus 20. That's 70%. Up to 70% off everything in store if you're a CHGO diehard. So go to the CHGO Locker, chgolocker.com. Fill up that cart and save and diehards. Really, this is the time to take advantage of your diehard membership. If you want to become a diehard, easy to do. AllCHGO.com. You will get a free t-shirt or hat upon sign up and another free t-shirt or hat every year upon renewal. You also save on all of our takeovers, our tailgates, everything. You get a percentage off on those. I think it's 20% off everything there too. So it pays for itself, honestly. A day like today. You could it goes a long way in paying for itself on Black Friday. So jump in chgolocker.com and allchgo.com. And remember, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite, the beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep them cold for the entire round. Now, let's be honest, about the eighth hole, you're probably ready for about seven beers if you golf like me. That's for damn sure. But, hey, look good doing it. Keep those beers cold. Check out pinsandaces.com and use that code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Perfect accessory to go with your uh, pins and aces golf apparel on the course would be a nice, fresh pair of Shady Rays on top of your head. Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Did you drop them in a lake like our friend Mario has? Did you get angry and throw him at Kirby Doc after he scored the shootout winner. Well, that's okay. Shady Rays will replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I could tell you for being a customer of theirs for a couple of years now, they are just as good, if not better, than any of those expensive pairs out on the market. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with that because they have given them over 200,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot of stars. Shady Rays has also provided 10 meals to fight hunger in America. With every order place, they uh, will provide 10 meals, and they've donated over 20 million meals to date. That is awesome. you got to love a, co- a company that gives back as well. They stand behind their product, and they told our team that if anyone 
has a problem. They will throw profit right out the big old window at the Shady Rays factory, and they will do what it takes to get it right. <laughs> Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use the promo code CHGO to get 50% off any order of two or more pairs of sunglasses. That's buy one, get one free, kids. That's two pairs for as low as 54 bucks. Visit them at ShadyRays.com. Uh, I'm looking at the website now, and their designs are sweet. And I know, Stephen, you had a buddy who uh, got the mystery pair free the other day. Yeah, mystery pair is actually the one on the right, right here on screen right now. Yeah, those are sweet. Yeah, those are awesome. Yes. Well, of course, I, I, I envision that Shady Rays has a giant window in their office. I like your I like your idea of the Shady Rays factory where it's like Willy Wonka yeah. and that lazy-ass Grandpa Joe finally gets off his lazy ass and, and goes at a tour to score some free sunglasses. Yeah, a big factory with a giant window because... How else are you going to test if your if your sunglasses work unless you have a giant window That's with true. the sun coming <laughs> in? A big sun, yeah, a big yeah. Uh, sunroof. Exactly. Well, yep, check them out. Great deals at Shady Rays. Uh, all right, let's get to the tank standings. Let's update those while we can here. Cool. All right, the Blackhawks currently fourth in the tank standings, so they remain in the top five. Number one, the not-so-mighty Ducks of Anaheim, 13 points in 21 games. They're getting smoked by the Ottawa yeah, Senators today. Yeah, them. I actually already updated this one. Yeah. I saw 5 nothing. I <laughs> yeah. said that's enough. Yeah, you assumed that they wouldn't uh, blow a five-goal lead. Uh, 15 points in 20 games for the aforementioned Sens. They're second in the tank standings. Uh, they even got Alex Dabrinkit. How did that happen? 15 points in 19 games for the Blue Jackets. The Hawks with 16 points in 20 games at 16. It, I'm sorry, at 6, 10, and 4. And Arizona with 16 points in 18 games. They're fifth in the tank standing. And some folks uh, in the chat asking for another crossover episode with PHNX. And I'm down for those anytime. Yeah. Those are always a lot of fun. Maybe we'll catch up with them uh, at the All-Star break when we got some That sounds great. Or- Do we play them at all anytime soon? I don't know. We play them four times this year. So yeah. they're well, coming. Plenty coming. of opportunities. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be talking to them a lot between now and then, uh, especially on weeks that we play each other. Yeah. We got two games against Columbus coming up uh, before the end of the year, I believe. Wow. Uh, I know we play them New Year's Eve for sure, and I think we play them twice within like a week and a half. So you would hope that's, uh, that's that those are the wins. Right. What? I mean, Tank if there's anyone they can beat, yeah, but we want to lose. They, those but games. they have to. Like at some point, they need an. They need to get two points uh, for their own mental state. Columbus has actually been playing pretty good lately. <laughs> Oh, God. They lost a bunch of players. They lost Zach Rowinski. They had a couple of other players go down. Patrick Laine got hurt. So weird and out of character for wow. him. Uh, they really but fancy, they've actually uh, they've won like they've won like four out of their last five games. They've been playing pretty good. So it's not I how just, much, how you, it's when you play them. Not I know how, you, you know, know you have this ability. <laughs> I was listening to the post game show the other night, and we were like kind of like upset, and you're like, I'm over it. I'm good with <laughs> I still need to see them win every now and again. It's just, it is so foreign. I'm I, this that, feeling is so weird. I can I can wait for them to win until like 23-24. I'm cool. Okay. Like yeah. This year like losses, man, they just roll right off my back cuz that's they're 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 productive losses. I guess so. It's just it's tough. It's just a tough mindset to be in, you know. It's uh 
But I'll get, I'm, I'm, I'm getting used to it. And today was kind of a perfect tank win where everything went well except for the ultimate result. But I guess perfect would be no points. Yeah. But they, they got that point that kind of, that's yeah. counterproductive. But uh, no, it's got some games against Columbus. So there, there's a chance, you know, you either can jump ahead of them or they put some space in front of you. Um, I think there's two more games left against Anaheim. Four still against the Coyotes, so you know the, those are the those are the games that you're kind of like, oh, these are the teams we should beat, but we probably shouldn't beat them. Yeah, it's it's conflicting. There kind of and isn't I, a team you're supposed to beat anymore. But you know what? There's no, and I'm not going to be the the guy that's going to do any kind of gatekeeping. If you if you're cheering for the Blackhawks to win, cheer for the Blackhawks to win. Sure, if Blackhawk wins make you happy, then I hope they win for you. If you're cheering for the Blackhawks, I'm not saying cheering for the Blackhawks to lose because that just sounds so right. bad. But if you're like not upset when the Blackhawks lose, then don't be upset when the Blackhawks lose. Handle your fandom any damn way you want to. Like who you want to like. Cheer for what you want to cheer for. But just remember big picture this season is not about wins and losses. And don't take things and get so worked up over things that hopefully in three or four years we're not going to be even remembering the guys on this team, let alone giving up five goals in a game to Dallas. We joked there. about it. We're going to make the file of remember when. And I think yeah. we just copy and paste the Hawks roster yeah. into that document. And I mean, in, in I, I always make the analogy. The like, do you remember anybody on the 2012 Cubs? I mean, I bet you if I look, if we Ooh. brought up that roster, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Was that catcher that uh, uh, Baker? What was his name? John, John Baker. Baker. Was like he him. on the 2012 Cubs? Maybe. Sure. I don't know. I'm getting a shrug from Steven, the Sox fan. It's okay. I understand. Um, yeah, I don't I don't remember. Oh, who is that one guy? Nah. nah. That scrappy second yeah. baseman there. Ryan had. Terrio. Was he on the team? <laughs> who, who was the – they had a guy years ago who had, uh, who had big moon pie face, and I can't think of his name. I thought his name was Baker too. It was a Jeff Baker. Jeff Baker was yeah. he like a second baseman? He was like, yeah, he was like a utility infielder. Yeah, guy. he yeah. had like a big face but a tiny features. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff Baker. I've yeah. got a picture of the White Sox and the Cubs and the Hawks with the 2010 Cup on Wrigley Field, and it's cool. But that Cubs team sucked. There's like no one on that team that mattered. Right, so and that's what it's the like. Hawks Ryan Dempster right and the rest. That's what the Hawks are right now. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, cheer for wins if you want. Hope for losses if you want. However you want to do it. It's your fandom. Be the whatever fan you want to be. As long as you're a CHGO diehard, root for whatever you want on the ice. And just remember that this season is not about the results. This season is about building a foundation. This season was a the off season was about getting us back to ground zero because this organization was yeah. below the rubble. Like they weren't even at zero. So now we're kind of at zero right now. Yeah. And we got a good start. So just, you know, no reason to get super upset over wins or losses this year. Just let it play out there. This team is pretty much playing exactly how we thought they were going to, you know, they had the, that four game winning streak where everybody thought, that, uh, you know, hey, the tank's not working. And then, you know, all of a sudden now people are getting upset when they win. So, Well, Ty Tyrus is on the chat. And there is something to actually be upset about. Yes. The 300 level ran out of hot dogs again. 
Absolutely brutal. I'm telling you, just come up to the press box. We will throw treats at you. I'll dump some soup in your hand. <laughs> I gave uh, I gave Stacy a gummy John bear. Vitamin doesn't eat them all. <laughs> eat it all first. I left a, a little gummy bear on a ledge for uh, for Greg's girlfriend the other yeah. day. Yeah. You know they had whoppers up there today. Oh, not burgers like the chocolate malt whoppers. Chocolate covered. Would you describe as <laughs> chocolate covered sawdust? Those things are terrible. <laughs> Ugh. I will fight you on that. All right, let's get. You don't to have the... to fight me. I'll give them to you. <laughs> All right, let's get to the king of the game so we can go home and enjoy our day off. King of the game today. That's right. Suck it, everybody. Caleb Jones is the, is the king of the, the most game. popular black hook of all time. Caleb Jones. He had a goal, three shots on goal, 1709 of ice time. He is our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. Make sure you use that code CHGO when you sign up. And I'm not even going to go as far as to say this is tongue in cheek. It just shows you how much better he is when he's not your top defenseman. Yeah. Right? Like when he's being used as a bottom pair guy, you can actually see the value Caleb Jones has. He's got some speed. He's got some offensive upside. He looked really solid in this one because he was being deployed correctly. And it's not a knock on on uh David on uh Richardson at all because what are you supposed to do when Seth Jones is out and you've got no one else who can move the puck? He has to do it. Um but I think he deserves it. He's had a tough run here, so a nice bounce-back game for him. Good to see him get his first goal of the year. I had a lot of fun watching Caleb and Seth on the second power play unit. They were just whacking at it. They were like, screw it. We're shooting it. We're gonna, Hell, yeah. We're going to break the ankles of every player on Montreal with our shots. And, uh, th- I mean, that was <clears throat> kind of the contrast of styles. He's, he, Luke Richardson's kind of uh, fallen in love with this all-forward top power play unit. And it's kind of like... All those guys just kind of skate around looking for the perfect pass. Nobody wants to shoot it. And then here come Caleb and Seth on the second unit. They're like, nope, we're only going to shoot it. Like, yeah. screw it. I don't care if there's somebody in my way or not. And you know what? That could be far more effective, uh, even though that, that top unit did score the goal. But I did notice in the last – actually, no, that it was – Seth Jones was on the ice. They he that last power play when they tied the game, he put Seth Jones on the top unit and went with the extra defenseman, uh, with one defenseman, and that's when they scored. I'm not saying there Seth Jones was the reason, but you know, good to see Seth back as well. Um, it helps Caleb as now he's slotted into his correct usage slot and can be more effective. He's also going to be more effective when he gets to play against third and fourth liners instead of top six guys. Yep. So it, it just makes it better for Caleb and Seth. You know, there's things watching him live where there's things he does on the ice that don't show up on score sheets that no other Blackhawk defenseman can or do. Or fancy graphs. Yeah, like yeah. there was a play in the first period. He had the puck along the boards. And he kind of shimmied his way around a guy, and then it led him to some open space, and he quickly got it across the ice and set up a scoring attempt. No other defenseman on that team is able to make that play. So just little things like that. It's great to have Seth back in the lineup, and it's helping Caleb. So good for Caleb Jones. Let's see if he could string together two solid games back-to-back. That would be great. That would be wonderful. Uh, The two of them, by the way, combined for five shots on goal and ten shot attempts. That is Seth and Caleb Jones. So... Uh, good to see. All right, let's wrap things up. Reminder to smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure if you're listening on your podcast app that you are subscribed wherever you listen. 
Uh, so, you know, we like that. And that way, we're right in your feed. You don't have to go find us every time. You just open that app. And when there's a new episode right on top, make sure you subscribe uh, on your podcast app. So we want to thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you're following us on social media at chgo underscore Blackhawks. I'm at Jay Zawoski. He's at Greg Boyson. Mario's at underscore Mario, Mario underscore Tirabasi. And remember, Black Friday at the CHGO Locker. Take advantage of those deals. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.